Welcome back for episode 15 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on January 30th, 2016. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have our resident art guru, an upcoming YouTube sensation, and co-host, JustInsane0516. Woo! Next up is the third member of our merry little band, a man who some know as the lore version of a shoehorn, Steeman Willie Beeman. <laughs> and some know our main host, Blue, here as the Grandmaster Elf. Hey, <laughs> try to live up to the expectations. The topic of today's chat is going to be a dive into the lore behind the Nine. However, before we get into that, I want to run through some quick show notes. Our last chat was over the War Mines. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out our Podbean site at focusfirechat.podbean.com for archives of all previous chats. You can also find us on iTunes by searching for Focus Fire Chat in the podcast section of the Apple Store. If you guys don't mind, go ahead and give us a review there if you use that program. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at around 10 p.m. Central, usually, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. The topic of next week's chat will be an examination of the Titan class. Now, with that done, let us accept that we are ill-equipped to understand entities that defy simple causality and proceed with the subject of this chat, the Nine. I'm going to hand it over to Justin and Willie to start looking at what do we know about the Nine. This will oh, be short. plenty of things here. Um, <laughs> I do have... Right here, the, the category definition itself from Ishtar, which I think is pretty accurate. It says, The Nine, a mysterious group based in the Jovians, the worlds beyond the reef. Their agent, Zer, sells powerful items for an unusual currency and is unable to travel or is able to travel freely between the tower and the reef. It is unknown whether his presence is permitted. When the Queen of the Reef Crows trespassed into the Nine's territory, she gave them Skolas as a gift. For reasons unknown, the Nine released Skolas and restored his catch, instigating the rebirth of the House of Wolves. And with that, I think Legends 2 is a great place to go personally, but um, I'll let Justin take it away there. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's worth noting, too, the Nine are intrinsically linked with the planet Jupiter. Um, what you're going to notice throughout the night is multiple references to the term Jovian, and Jovian literally means of Jupiter. Um, originally, it meant the god Jupiter, like the Roman god Jupiter, but um, in science fiction, we believe it to be the term we would use to describe a being from Jupiter. So uh, that seems to be I've their, got my, I've their got home base. Smarty pass pants back tonight, actually. Oh, let's see it. You read Ghost Fragment Legends 2. I'm on it. If you don't have it, I got it, but I'd rather you no, read it because I'm on it because is this prettier. is my favorite. This is my favorite card in all the grimoire because it's and a slap it in up, the buddy. face. It's a slap in the face to everybody right here. Ghost Fragments Legend 2. The nine are survivors of the cis Jovian colonies who made the compact with an alien force to ensure their own survival. The Nine are deep-orbit war mines who weathered the collapse in hardened stealth platforms. 
The nine are ancient Leviathan intelligences from the sea of Europa's, from the seas of Europa, or the hydrocarbon pits of Titan. The nine arrived on a mysterious transmission from the direction of the Corona Borealis supercluster. The nine are the firstborn awoken, and their minds race down the field lines of the Jupiter Io flux tube. The nine are ghosts who pierced the deep black without a ship and meditated on the hissing silence of the heliopause. The nine are the aspects of the darkness, broken by the traveler's rebuke, working to destroy us from within. The nine is a viral language of pure meaning. The nine are the shadows left by the annihilation of a transcendent shape, burned into the weft of what is. Contradicting statements. But Indeed. Well, now, yeah, go fun facts about yeah, fun facts about this card. Cis Jovian. I looked that up when we first started discussing the nine. That turns out that means they're beyond Jupiter. So that first one, the nines of, are survivors of a cis Jovian colonies that made a compact with an alien force to ensure their own survival. That means that's beyond Jupiter. How far beyond well, we don't know. Well, doesn't cis? Wait, hang on. Wait, cis, cis means cis this close. side of. Yeah, closer to the sun no, than no, Jupiter. No, I'm, I'm telling you, look it up. Google I am looking it, it up right now. Sis, sis is on the side oh. of. No, right, Willie, well, shut your mouth. I'm, I'm right about this next one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this next one I got. Um, when it says the nine are ancient Leviathan intelligence from the seas of Europa, or the hydrocarbon pits of Titan, Titan is one of Jupiter's moons. Correct me on that. I that dare is you. not. That no, is good. correct. <laughs> yeah. That one I looked up as well. No, I remembered uh, it correctly. No, I just wanted to say, uh, cis would be this side of Jupiter. Trans would right. be the other side of Jupiter. So if they were trans Jovian colonies, they'd be the other side. Cis. Yeah, would I have be to. I side. have to look that up myself every single time because I always flip them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they have nine different. And, and that, I have a theory about this. Actually. Right, I was gonna um, say there's a there's a couple of different all the zerkrotes. Like there there's something hinted here, but go ahead, Blue. I was just gonna say one of the predominant theories that we had about this card in the chat, and I actually kind of agree with it, is that it's an interesting. So this card is called Legends Two. It's it to me it actually is kind of a collection of legends, like of rumors. So this to me is like a, I don't I don't know if you guys ever played D and D, but or even DM'd a Hold game on. of D and D. But like when you're doing like um, a gather information check as a DM, you get like if you're doing a preform mission, usually they have like snippets of what's like conversations, and this is what to me that's what that reads like. It's like snippets of conversations that if you know your p player characters rolled a certain number, this would be what they would overhear, and it has a random scattering. So they're not all meant to be true. They're just, you know, these are what people's thought. This is what people's thoughts are of the nine in the universe that we play in. That's how, kind of how, that's how I read it. Um, and I know there was a couple people who had that same kind of approach to it. So, um, let me just state how I kind of see it. I have a really crazy theory about it, which we can talk about later. But the more practical application, which I've got about it, is this. This seems to me to be nine different – oh, crap. Can you all hear me? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah cool. you're going to – I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You haven't Everything been potatoed dropped. yet. 
everything dropped. Uh, no, this seems to be to be like a hearsay card, like like they just pulled nine people on the street and said, "What are the nine? And we we take so much of the grimoire like it's just written in stone because we're so desperate for anything to be spelled out for us that when we do get something written down, we're so desperate for it to be concrete. So we're like fundamentalists in this sense. Like, you know, like a a religious fundamentalist reads the Bible and sees this is the word, this is what it says, this is what it is. Um, Someone with a little bit more interpretation to him would say, no, this is a parable. It means it's a metaphor for this. So I think sometimes we might get too literal with it. This might just be conflicting accounts of what the nine may be from imperfect sources. That's just an idea. All right. Now, my take on this card, because we have a bunch of interesting little uh, flavor quotes from Zer, one of which is, bodies come and go, but the cells remember. And if they forget, the nine remember it for us. And then they, he has another one that I'm not finding in the notes here. But there is one where he says something along the lines of, uh, some of the cells are from here. It is strange to be back. He says something of that nature while being on right. Earth. Yeah, um, now, give me a second. Now, that, that could be the thing about the Nine. What if they are all of these things, and they have... You know they they have makeshift bodies like Zer does. Well, and that was you know I guess we can kind of d- touch on that too. Is that was I think Laura made the point there are nine different definitions. What if this is one for each nine? And assuming yes. that assuming that the nine are actually nine different entities. You know, there's that. there are nine different entities, but they're the same entity. Well, and there's you also know. there's also a nod. Um, I can't remember where I read it, but there's a nod to Dune in the Nine, the type, the name, the Nine. There's a race in the Frank Herbert's Dune that is the Nine, and it's I, I'll try to dig it up here in a second. But it was it the name the Nine doesn't necessitate that there are nine entities. It could be a species, just like the Awoken. But that we haven't met yet. Yeah, we tend to think of a council of like a council of nine, don't we? Right. Most most people most people make that assumption, and you know, the more I've started thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know if that's really an accurate assumption. The quote is: "Some of the cells of this body in this body began on this world. How strange to return." Yeah, and that just that's what I'm saying though. Um, Some of the cells, like in their talks about how his body's his body mm-hmm. but he has these cells that make him up what if the nine are like the leader of the jovians which everybody assumes Zer is even if he's not jovian you know he he's a pretty special character that stands out to you in the world of anything with the tentacles just flopping off of his face and Right. We're not going to keep going there, but um, what if that's pretty much the the nine is either leaders, but more likely a leader, because you have the nine, which nine is capitalized, and then you have Payan, which is capitalized. So oh God, 
<laughs> Shoehorn time. Yep, that's exactly what that was. Just like paying is capitalized, the nine is always capitalized. So what if the nine is like the chief, the commander, the president, the ruler, you know, of uh, of Zur's fancy little race made up of apparently diff different races? Because if some of the cells originate on Earth, some of the cells have to be human, mm -hmm. or at least from Earth. Could be awoken, I guess. Mm. Carbon-based, you would think. Yeah, carbon base would be even more likely, just because that would cover possibly it's a broad. wider yeah, it's range. Pretty broad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but you know, it could just be like his chieftain is the nine, rather than it being nine species. But we spent a good amount of time on this card in our spin foil. Wow. Yeah, and I'm not we're going to come back to yet. this one. We're going to come back to this one, and I feel like. Uh, like there's there's a lot more talking to do on this one in spin foil uh, mode, but if we're just trying to get through what we know, we know that there's nine conflicting accounts of what the nine are, and it's not really clear if any one of them is true. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Okay. Cool. Any or all. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, which which card do you think is the logical one to go to? I would say we can jump uh, the last half of the queen ghost fragment the queen is the one that I kind of think makes a lot of sense too because it shows the relationship that exists between the the reef awoken and the nine um, let me see da, 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 da. let me catch up where I was where I had made my note here so, so this is Ghost Fragment the Queen, and it's it's about halfway down, whereas the, the point that I'm going to make here it starts. It says, More of your brother's crows have entered the cauldrons of Rhea. The witch directly before her spoke with a dry buzz. The nine do not approve. She stopped a moment to study the sealed face of a cell. The cloud of her breath mingled with the slow exhalation of Cyronics. Send them one of our prizes, something, something to commemorate our mutual victory. And which one of your prisoners would you gift? If she paused to think, it was only for an instance. Send them Skolas. A lovely gesture. Mm. She cocked her head as if listening for a frozen heartbeat. And remind them this. The crows are mine. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing for a couple points. And uh, there's a couple different people have made, you know, different aspects of this as pointed out first off obviously she's not really afraid of the nine i mean she she recognizes the nine the, this is the queen marasov um she recognizes the nine as being someone at least to consider what she's doing because usually she doesn't seem to pause a bunch she just kind of acts so here she actually thinks about what she's sending them if if only for an instant so she's not afraid of the nine necessarily but she she recognizes that they are that she recognizes that they are at least as powerful as she is which is kind of the the message that i'm getting from this but it's also interesting because the cauldrons of rhea is a well rhea is a moon on saturn and so obviously the crows which are a drone like squad i guess i don't know really what they're they're, they're basically robots that all have feathers no, they don't have feathers. 
It does say they have feathers. Black. Do feathers. they have feathers? Black feathers. Yeah, they do. But oh, well, the crows. Well, I I always thought the crows were the little drone things that were buzzing around when Aldrin like crashed and stuff. Pretty much. I always, they I always are. thought they were. I thought they were. Robots. He does call. He does call them crow drones. So they aren't exactly crows. Like and in she the sends typical, right. And like, she sends Earth the crows nature. to Mercury and to Earth as messengers. Yeah. So I mean, obviously they're not your typical crows. You're not. Yeah. But they're something special because they're they're like robots with feathers. Yeah. Right. And, and so, but so Rhea is a moon on Saturn, and. So there's there's a giant it's it's the second largest moon of Saturn and you know just a minor trivia fact ninth largest moon in the solar system it's it's actually the second smallest body in the solar system after Ceres which is an asteroid and dwarf planet um, and if I remember correctly Rhea is actually believed to be a solid um, ice well it's it's shelled in ice and it's believed to be a solid ocean it it actually there's actually a couple theories that it doesn't have uh, a core. It, the core is just a giant slush ocean. Um, so that, it's an interest. It's an interesting planetoid. But the cauldron is on the surface, and so apparently this is something that the nine. There's a territorial dispute because. She kind of nods, okay, yeah, sure, that's whatever, we're trespassing, but those crows are mine, don't touch them, is kind of the the message that was getting sent. Was And it was interesting, too, because it says your brother's crows have entered the cauldrons, but then she says to remind them that the crows are mine. So it's almost like she's taking the blame off Aldrin and shouldering it for herself, is what I kind of got out of that. That's that the same was, way I was, felt about it. Was like was, she she's kinda, like, hey, these weren't my brother's crows. These were my crows that were there. Right, even though you they know? were her brothers. Like, yeah, like, well, uh, pretty well. well I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everything to do with everything to do with the Awoken is hers. Right. Yeah. No. Also, Pins had a great point. Rhea is also the queen of the Titans in Greek mythology, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Rhea is the Titanus daughter of the Earth goddess Gaia mm-hmm. and the sky god Uranus. And she's the sister and wife to Kronos, or Cronus, oh. which is kind of creepy. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, Kronos was kind of insane. He liked uh, nom-nomming children. This is, like, uh, this is like really crazy, too, is she's strongly associated with Gaia and Cybele. Who, if you if you've heard the any of the fallen, uh, type of grimoire or our episode or Bife's videos, Cybele is is a is a heavily linked fallen character. Um. But yeah, so Rhea is a is a pretty important character well, in Greek mythology. Which and jumping Bungie off that, loves. jumping off that, we know that Zer has a comment about the nine, in which. He says, I cannot explain what the nine are. They are very large. I cannot explain. The fault is mine, not yours. And then we also have the Legends 2 where they, I think it was Legends 2 where it says they're Leviathan intelligences, which Leviathan obviously <laughs> is a giant, giant creature. Um, I mean, so it's an interesting nod there too as well. If, you know, Rhea being the queen of Titans, Titans, you know, 
which I'll get I'll get into that whole fun spin foil there too. Pain Continue. Confirmed. Oh God. Um. What's all right. I believe next we were going to discuss the mystery Fate of Scolas, mm-hmm. which is the card where it shows that. Well, I guess we'll find out as we go along. Hit it, Willie. Cell cracks open. Skolas, Wolfkill, stumbles out and crashes to his knees. He tries to leap at the creature before him, the shape in the fog, to show why it should be afraid. But the weight of grief smashes his legs against the cell. The rage upon him beats him to the floor. He, sta- he falls on all four hands, his mighty armor thundering against itself. His house of wolves is enslaved. His people have been played. And it was his hubris, his cunning, his would-be cunning, that did it. While the other houses fought for their future on Earth, throwing themselves at the great machine, Skullis wasted his people in the games of betrayal and ambition. Bitter pride brought a bitter end. If Skullis were a Kelly, he would ask his Arkham to dock him. Either hisses in his mask and it tastes so cold. So cold. He looks up at a tiny hooded shape before him. The cell's mist clearing, he can see. I believe that I am here, the creature says. The skull's ear has a strange voice, a strange accent. It speaks his language. I have a clear purpose. I cannot explain it. Forgive me. From beneath its hood, tiny fingers of shadow probe the air. Skolas rises up to smash it, to show its strength, because the alternative to violence is waiting for violence to come from a universe that has neither respect nor compassion. But he checks himself. His ambitions have brought him here, to this cell in this strange place. Only it's not so strange, is it? It's the hold of the catch. The queen, he says to the thing. You work for the queen. The nine have made me aware of my purpose, the creature says. If I am here, then it is because the queen sent you to the nine, and they wish you sent back. I will do no one else's work. Skolas has been upon long enough. A drake told him once that she would play in a game as long as the game made sense. Nothing makes sense now except the thought of Variks's throat shattering in his fist. Variks. Variks the utterly disloyal. Variks who should be wielded into a catch's pro atom by atom and left there as a figurehead to burn away. I am comfortable, the creature with the moving face says. A part of me wants to go somewhere warm. Now I will certainly tell you what you have been given. Skolas looks at the shrapnel gun in his hands. Skolas imagines what he would do with it if he could reach Variks, or the brother of the queen, or the alien queen. Will it save anything they've lost? The world's docked from them? No. It cannot change the past. Only the future. Only the chance that his people might one day know themselves as more as the pirates and scavengers. As he should have never tried to be the kill of wolves. He should have tried to be the kill of everything. Everything wants to kill his people. The machines and the militants and the green-eyed hive. The dead soldiers that whore the great machine and come out crusading to wipe all hope away. The ship will be yours, the creature says as it haunches over itself 
is a burden by its own shape. If you speak, you will be heard. I will go now. You are free. He tries to follow it. He fails. Somehow it is gone. He goes up to the throne room and sets its weapon down on the great seat. Skolas, Kell of Kells, goes to his ship's com and looks for the sign of a servitor, for a way to plot the course. Bada boom, if that ain't sir, who the hell is it? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, right. um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, that just speaks more about Zer not really knowing what the hell he's doing, like. Well, he's an he's, Ottoman. I mean, yeah. Ottoman, like, he's just, he is he, just a satellite for them to order around. Yeah, it, it almost he's, seems like he's just their puppet, you know. He's like, their, uh, he's their Ancilla. Mm-hmm. To make pins happy. Yep. <laughs> There you go. Like you, you read but, this. Well, and you I mean, I, 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 well, actually, let's go. Hang on, hang on. Actually, no, <laughs> because Ancillas tended to have a bit of sentience on their own. Like, they they could do things on their own. Zer doesn't seem to be able to do much. Like, but he, he does do things. Uh, no, that's that's wrong. That's wrong. Blue. I mean, he, he disappoints me every week, and I think he does that solo. <laughs> Still don't have Twilight Garrison. Just sell it. I'm just saying. Come on. Give us Twilight Garrison, sir. Yeah. I have plenty of strange coins for you, buddy. He is he is a dumb AI, not a smart AI. That is <laughs> Yeah, but that's not an Encilla, that's a dumb AI. <laughs> an Encilla. <laughs> yeah. Pins. Yep. Oh, all right, last last card that we really have that you know kind of concretely ties into the nine is the Prison of Elders card, um, which basically summarizes it all up. Is says the nine are active in the reef and have limitless curiosity. Um, let me see where that was because it's well actually it's a pretty short card. I'll just read it real quick. So this is. This is the Grimoire card for Categories of the Nine. It's Prison of Elders. It says, If Eris the Loyal remembers an ancient time and an ancient name, the House of Judgment, when grudges and status fights were worked out in a safe place, when the Berserk and the Vengeance Crazed were kept somewhere harmless, and there were fewer rivals to plot around, the old fallen ways aligned perfectly with the Queen's agenda. With the House of Wolves in disarray, the Queen needs muscles in the reef. Guardians go where the treasure and the glory are, and an arena of champions is a wonderful place to earn both. Guardians in the Reef deter threats to the Queen and give the Awoken a chance to learn about their power and subvert their loyalty to the Traveler. And if, as the Queen worries, the Nine are scheming against her, then she needs a good excuse to clear out some of the most dangerous prizes in the Prison of Elders. And the Prison of Elders is full of dangerous prizes. The Awoken have captured titanically dangerous specimens from everywhere in the inner solar system. These monstrous champions want to smash Guardian Bone and Guardian Alloy, and given the chance, they'll kill Guardians, rend their ghosts, and snuff them out forever. Walk into the arena with a fire team you trust, and beware, the agents of the Nine are active in the Reef, and their curiosity is as limitless as it is inscrutable. Risk death, win glory, and signs of Her Majesty's favor, but always remember that you are being watched and tested. <clears throat> so, I mean, just... The, the main the main 
point of that card in regards to the nine is that they have this more than one agent. Mines, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're not Holtzman. We can't do the. Oh, that was so good. But so <laughs> the the thing that stands out to me on this one is first off, agents is not singular; it's plural. Um, so Zer is not the only agent that we could run into, um, which to me is a big hello, there are more people out there than we know, which we all kind of knew, but just a, it's a, a reiteration of that. As well as it, it almost, it hints that the Nine aren't all-knowing, because if they were all-knowing, they wouldn't be as curious as they are about the Prison of Elders and how the Guardians handle the battles within there. It also points to the theory that, you know, the Nine released Skolas. I think there's there's a theory out there that the Nine, that says the Nine released Skolas in order to wed the Reef and the Tower back together in order to prepare for Oryx. I'm a fan uh, of that one. I, I kind of, I, I am as well. I think that it, it was kind of very well orchestrated by the Nine. I think that they were not the only ones orchestrating things, obviously. But, um... I think that theory has a lot of merit, just personally. But so that that was another thing to me that stood out there as well. And yes, Pens Pens is giving me a nod to go ahead and make the point of there's a big tie-in between the Reef and the Nine and Osiris, and one of those tie-ins is this really cool guy who's blind and hangs out there and has a really fun PvP setting on the weekends called the Trials of Osiris. Um, Brother Vance. Brother Vance has a really, actually a couple of interesting comments about the Nine. Um, one of them being Osiris stood before the Nine on the ice fields of Europa, but the time wasn't right. And then another one, which kind of nods to the theory that we were just kind of tossing back and forth, was they say the Nine released Skolas. No doubt they had their reasons, but it brought you here, and they may yet regret that. So that was, you know, See, kind of, he kind of, it almost sounds like he's kind of like, oh, that was an unintended consequence. Yeah, and, yeah, well, go ahead, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, Osiris might be the only guardian to ever actually stand before the Nine. According, knowingly, knowingly. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. but then you got to look at two. I mean, if you want to get technical, there is the one that I am looking for right now that I had pulled up just for this. There's Eris. For the urn of sacrifice, that's what I was yep. going to say, Blue. The nine <laughs> hold many answers. If Eris trusts you, then so must the nine. That's Which, sure. oh my gosh, that led into such a fun spin foil theory. Is It did. So... Do you want to take it or do you want me to? Go for it. Okay. So there's there's a large, gro well, there's a growing number of people who are kind of starting to think that the Nine are sort of um, non-corporeal worms. Not not worms in the sense of, like, destiny worms, but they, that, uh, what, how do like we explain, how do we explain it? We, we explained it as the gold and the, um, oh, what was the other one? The... Stargate, it's it's no, I'm I'm probably sounding like a crazy person. Like Kurt Russell? No, not Kurt. Is that what you're oh, trying yeah. to tell me? Well, you know, okay, no, so, he sounds full so, Mel Gibson at this point. Yeah, yeah. So in Stargate, there's a there's a worm creature called the Gold that actually infests the brain of the host, right? And it actually it in it goes into the ear and it it takes over the brain. Um, 
the the idea was that and Damo and I were kind of tossing this back and forth and it was kind of just a fun spin foil thing and then it actually started kind of making scary sense because if you start reading some of these quotes they start sounding like the nine aren't actually corp- corporeal like they they don't actually exist on this plane of existence uh the brother Vance has the quote that he says the nine are vulnerable every moment they touch our world um Zer has multiple comments about how He's like there. There's tie-ins to planets. Um, there's the the whole bodies come and go, but the cells remember it. If they forget the nine, remember it for us. There's a lot of different like random, really weird quotes about the nine not being physical. And then there's this this weird kind of theory that maybe the nine actually helped Eris in some capacity escape from the Hellmouth. And that's the reason, and she's actually a um, a host of the Nine in the same capacity that Zer is, which would explain how Zer doesn't really he because he says I don't have um, my will is not my own. Um, I am <clears throat> what was it? Where was it? Da, 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 da. I understood my mission when the Nine put it in me, but now I cannot articulate it. Like, and then it was the Nine who gave us purpose. It was the Nine who kept us whole. And, you know, these whole things, it's almost like he's a host for it. And so then what if there was a there was a common or a, a theory out there that was like, well, what if Eris is the same as Zer, just not as advanced? Like, what if Eris is becoming what Zer is right now, but just hasn't metamorphosed into it? Dead Cra- air. Go. <laughs> Crazy. It was it was uh, a, it was like it was one of those things where it was like it was like what in God's name are we digging into on the rabbit hole? And then all of a sudden we started finding these quotes that actually kind of made it make sense and it was just really weird. Yeah, like yeah. this is my first time hearing this because reasons. But uh that's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts. I mean, because <laughs> I'm looking through Eris quotes, I was hoping that I'd find something. Still, her best quote ever is, with its dying breath, the traveler created ghosts to, to open, open doors. doors. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes from her. But you don't really see, I and I know that there has to be something, because she makes you go get that urn of sacrifice and from Zer. It's funny because doing this this topic this week um, actually made me really nostalgic because I remember my first conversation with Blue about anything lore related was about the Nine. And it all kind of hinged around – I think the Nine are kind of – they operate on a scope so so wide that our little kind of petty ideas of good and evil might not even apply and I, I kind of liken it to the way that the, you know, and not that these people are un, infallible, um, but like the CIA, they do things that are awful, allegedly. Don't come to my house. But no, too late. You're you're a target. But, allegedly, no. Uh, I'm just saying, like they sell guns to this side. They'll sell, they sell guns to that side. They have agents working with these people. They have. If we knew everything that they did, it would curl our toes. You know what I mean? Like if we knew every every person they had dealings with, which we don't need to know, 
it would really just knock our socks off. And that's how I view the nine. Like when when you said, uh, "Is is Zer the only agent?" You know, this makes us think that he, there's more than one. I think definitely there's more than one. I mean, there might be an agent of the nine supplying weapons to the dang hive. Um, I think they they move pieces on a chessboard. Mm-hmm. I to to take it back to training day, we're playing checkers. They're playing chess. You know, like they've they've got a grand design going on, and we're just we're just going one space at a time, trying to win little victories, while the nine are moving in in such larger spheres than us that we can't even comprehend. And I think the the metaphor that worked best for me was like, um, when you when you light a fire to kill a forest fire to suck all the air out, you know, if if you were a, a small animal where the fire where the fire was lit, it'd be a disaster. But if you go a larger scale, if you go a larger scale, that little fire that was lit stopped the big fire from eating everything. So I know that's a pretty long tangent, but I think the the nine are on such a large scale that I don't even think we can fathom their their uh, intent. Right. Well, it even says here, you know, you have the quotes from Zuri that Blue so kindly put in the in the show show notes. I'm only an agent of the nine. The nine rule beyond the Jovians. So that shows that they rule. There's our area. There's the reef that just recently became our area. And then there's beyond the Jovians, which, you know, we know Jovian is. Of um, Jupiter. Jupiter. So. And. We have a couple more quotes in here that I was looking at that I was like, ooh, let's point that out. But let's see here. It is very possible that the Nine intend to help humanity, which I, once again, I think a lot of people have the theory that the Nine are, they like to keep the balance between the two sides of the coin, as we like to put it so often the light in the dark um, which is another reason why some people thought that they really skull us personally I'm more of a fan of hey we gotta get the reef and the tower to working together what are we gonna do well you know Mar kind of pissed us off anyway so let's let go of skull us, the guy she just gave us and they'll bond over killing that guy right Right, let's do it. That's kind of what I got from out of that. Then Zarek actually says he's a trash collector for the Nine, which I think is interesting because, I mean, what does Zer really take from us? He only takes strange coins. Space cookies. Space yeah. cookies! Yeah, <laughs> you know, he takes our space cookies, which we don't get as often as we used to in year one. But, I mean, that's that's his main currency that he takes. And they make him seem so interesting when you look at the Space Cookie uh, information, if anybody might happen to have that up. If not, I can get it up shortly. But, you know, they we know they're warm to the touch. They vibrate in your hand. I am looking for the exact definition for you. Did anyone get the the Collector's Edition Space Cookie? It does not. It is not warm to the touch or vibrate in your actual hand. It makes me sad. 
Ah, oh, that's <clears> rough. It, it says, each coin rings with a faint, sharp hush, as if it has touched the sounds around it with the edge of silence. These could buy incredible things in the right hands. Whispers, say the faceless creature who sometimes comes to the tower covets them above all else. So it doesn't actually say it vibrates. It says that it rings. If you look at it, it almost looks like... Uh, no, there is vex. a thing that says vex that it vibrates. And now you're going to make me look for it specifically and get rid of this card, but it's totally worth it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual yeah. item and, description? And the, and the item the description, item. it yeah. says, yeah. This unusual corn, coin is warm to the touch and vibrates gently in your hand. It used to be obtained by completing weekly challenge activities, but now it's completely random. And just Always for the fun, that. just for fun, there was a uh, there was a variant of this strange coin in the Festival of the Loss. That was a Ch chocolate strange coin. Chocolate oh, that strange. was so awesome! <laughs> that was <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> the description of which is dark deliciousness that dissolves into glimmer as you defeat Cabal. Tales are told of a guardian who offered these delicacies to an agent of the Nine. It ended poorly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, somebody got murdered. I, I have an feeling. image in my head of the face tentacles just reaching out and grabbing him and sucking him inside, and then he's just gone. Well, there's just a couple a other things we know about the Nine, you know? Like, um, any of the materials that you get, whether it be Spear Bloom, Relic Hour, and whatnot... The emissaries of the Nine accept small quantities of these materials in exchange for their exotic goods. Their ultimate purpose is, as ever, unknown. But then you have Glimmer, which is... Many believe that the Nine use Glimmer not as a currency, but as a raw material for their secretive studies. Which I found that pretty interesting, because... Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure... We, we discussed it at one point, right? right. Like, where... The glimmer is somewhat similar to the either that the fallen feet off of. It was probably well, just me that believed it, but there was um, that. But there's also the fact that glimmer is programmable matter. So I, <clears throat> I find it interesting that they call exactly. it out like that, because it almost to me seems like, well, don't we do that with glimmer? Don't yeah. we make things out of glimmer too? That's why. I mean, it's it's actually it's a literal trade good. It's not a currency. It's a trade good. We make things out of glimmer. I mean, oh, I make fun of I make fun of uh, Banshee's giant 3D printer over there, but that's exactly what it is. It's a giant glimmer printer. Is what I always consider it. Glimmer is a commodity, yeah, yeah. not a currency. It's almost it. Well, it's actually both. So it's more akin to say gold bullion than it is to a dollar bill. It's something that's actually useful in the real world and used as a type of currency at the same time. Well, you got to look at the uh, the origin of the glimmer as well, which is also very interesting, which I'm bringing up right now, right here. It says, The programmable matter called glimmer serves as one of the city's basic currencies. With the right inputs in an energy source... Glimmer can be transmuted into nearly anything. This makes it precious to the city's industries and artisans. That value, in turn, makes Glimmer a useful means of exchange, especially with those who venture beyond the city walls. Um, glimmer passes through an economic lifestyle. Here it is. New Glimmer comes from reclaimed Golden Age stashes and technology. 
whether a tiny mechanism or an underground load seeded by ancient machines. So that's where our glimmer comes from. That's that's where glimmer is coming from right now. Still from old golden age stashes and technology or a tiny mechanism or an underground load seeded by ancient machines. So that that's another thing that makes glimmer so valuable to everybody. Like there's a limit limited supply. I kind of see it like oil. You know what I'm saying? Um for these days. Like we could use fossil fuels for a good amount of things, but we have limited amounts. That's what I get from it. Yeah. And I guess I'm alone there. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if we consume it in the same capacity. I mean, I know that personally, I get maxed out on glimmer quite often and forget to buy things with the glimmer. Um, because America, but it does straight out say it there. New glimmer, the new glimmer comes from the reclaimed golden age stashes and technology. So that that's stuff from the golden age, which we all know that the Elixir also had their own golden age, which maybe instead of using it for a currency, you know, to they programmed it to food, because maybe that's what they needed the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that that's leading into a whole other theory and stuff, and we're supposed to stay on the nine. So um, <laughs> we always we always get detra- distracted by something. Yeah, and then we can't forget that that's another reason why Big O also got um, expelled from the tower. Yeah, one of the reasons. That, that was one of the things he was chasing, dude. Um, he was playing hide and seek with Zer and the nine. That's what, you know, it says when they're already complaining about things that he's done, I won't go into. It says, and then it got worse, dabbling in Thantanotics, Ahamkara lore, chasing after Zur and the tricks of the nine, which that's that's what it sounds like. It sounds like they're <laughs> he's playing, playing hide and seek. He's playing hide and seek. He's <laughs> like, how the, hell are you, how the hell are you trying? Like, well, because we know that Zur, like, no one knows how Zur gets into the tower, right? So apparently he's he's translocating, right? Like that's that's entirely like they there's there's hints that people have even tried to stop him from coming into the tower and they can't. And so that would be a rather bit of information that I'm sure Osiris probably wants to know about. It's like how are you doing this? Like how are you doing what the Vex can do? And we know he's obsessed with the Vex. Oh, absolutely. He, he so, is the Vex's version of Toland. So we don't even know exactly what has happened to Osiris at this point. Uh, many of us assume he's alive for different reasons, but, you know, we're thinking about doing another Osiris episode, so we'll do that then. You get that blue steel off of here, Justin. I'm watching you. <laughs> Actually, that's more of the stank eye right there. That's what that is. I got it going on. Okay. Don't be mad because I look good. <laughs> peanut butter and jealous, buddy. Peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> oh my god. So what were the what were the other uh let's see. <clears throat> there was an interesting there was an interesting theory that I had read way, way back before we had really started Focus Fire about the nine. Um and how it tied into the Norse mythology of Ragnarok. Um because there is a 
as part of Thor's death sequence, I guess you would call it, he kills Jorgamund, but then he gets bitten by the serpent because the he spews venom all over him in the de- his death in his death throes, and Thor staggers back nine steps, and it's very specifically nine steps before falling dead himself. And so it was it was just an interesting tie-in to that that Norse mythology that the nine are do- like we don't really know there are, there are nine and there's also nine surviving deities of Ragnarok. Uh, let me see if I can find their names. I think you should uh, you got the tarot stuff up right because I totally uh, don't. Yeah, well I have like the basic summary of the tarot stuff. The nine surviving deities of Ragnarok, I'm going to butcher these names, are Baldur, Hodor, Magni, and Modo, Modi, Vidar, Vali, Honor, and the Daughter of Soul. And then there's a ninth, power, quote, powerful, mighty one, he who rules over everything. So, yeah, whatever. That Sounds like a boy band. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, the reason the reason why I bring Ragnarok and that up is because I mean there's there's a lot of tie-ins in other parts of the Destiny mythos um, that tie into Norse mythology, and so that's just another. And it, it was just an interesting fact. Like there's there's like there's a couple different. I'm looking real quick. Yeah, all the there's a there's a couple different significant points of nine in Norse mythology and cosmology um like for example the norse cosmology recognizes nine worlds that are supported by yggdrasil whatever um whatever egg dragon is uh every ninth year there was a there was a feast for nine days uh, that was sacrificed both men and male animals you know there there's a large there's a large number of instances of nine and so like the the nine the nine rings of odin uh odin's ring dropner apparently released eight golden drops every ninth night forming rings of equal worth for a total of nine rings um you know it, it's just there's nine mothers of Himdal, which is an interesting concept there's also the nine great lindworms, which is a nod to the dragons there. And I know a lot of people have. I, I know. I, I know a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of people have have latched on to that one. Um, I don't like the way you just said latched. No, well, it's just no. Well, not 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 here. I mean, like on Reddit. On Reddit, oh my God, there's like every other week there's somebody who's like, hey, did you know that there's nine great worms? And it's like, yeah, we we kind of read the post last week that that happened in. Um, so it's just like you know, Odin sacrificed himself. He hung upon the gallows for nine days and nine nights. And so there's there's a bar, there's a large number of nine. And then you know Willie mentioned the tarot tarot in the tarot it's an it's an interesting thing i think was it whisper that brought this up it was i think yeah <clears throat> so RF huge huge nod, huge who nod is to him. awesome he, by the way yeah he is doing or she i they they i i internet Whoever. communication Whoever. he's doing whisper it's doing great doing um <laughs> made a really cool connection with the tarot in the fact that so we have a new item in the game called the three of coins and I won't go into my thoughts on the Three of Coins, but in the tarot, 
there is actually a card, a three of coins, because that's one of the the hand or one of the decks is coins, and the three of coins is an indi- is indication of success in the tarot deck, and then the nine of coins or not, I think it's just nine. I think it's just nine of anything is symbolic of isolation, and so that was that was an interesting tidbit that. Whisper had brought up, and I, I really like the three of coins nod there because I think that was a pretty right on the right on the nail on that one. Well, was that was that the only? I think that was the only tarot con- connections that we had made. Yeah, with this the um, three of coins and the nine of coins, and then we have our. Ooh, we got almost an hour. Yeah, this is part. unprecedented. Well, it's just it, it was one of those things where it's like we we don't have I mean we just don't have a lot on the nine. I think I just thing. need to stop reading the notes because I follow the game plan too much. Yeah, I see see how effective we can be when everyone plays on the same page. No, I'm just saying I should stop. I can doing go into this. I can go into the uh, <laughs> Titan Maki. So yeah, That's yeah. A fine I was about one. to say we have debates from chat and what are the nine, which of course we don't know what the hell that is exactly. I've obviously only have our spinful theories. Go I've ahead, got Jeff. a, I've got a very specific one that that I've I'm earmarked. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Here so, we go. So is this is it time? Go go this, just okay, do go. it. So if you lift if Pain you listen is to nine the, confirmed. Yeah yeah no that's not it that's <laughs> first of all I will never start a theory with the words paying is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It will but, happen, um, Justin. Just give in to the dark side. Okay, so... Give in to the dark side. I'm actually, I'm actually a little disappointed with myself because I've had this thing forever. Since we first started the chat, that was when I came up with what everyone knows, or at least everyone... everyone in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> As... Anyone who's listening. The, the dragon theory so i was so like there was this point in the bife in the bife uh podcast when when i said wait wait so you guys i've got time to tell my dragon theory and everyone was like i don't know why not and i felt i didn't know what to do i was like i completely i was flustered i'd never thought this would happen and then then he accepted it yeah yeah then the bife was like that's amazing and i was like what so anyways i was a little flustered and i didn't i didn't present it in its full glory so i'm gonna represent it right here um i have a strong feeling that the aham now i'm not gonna go out and just say the ahamkara are the nine i don't think that just like destiny's whole flavor and the whole the the concept of the story at this point I don't think it's as easy as saying this is this, that is that, these are these. Like, I think it's a lot more abstract than that. But I will say this. I have a theory that the nine are very strongly intertwined with the nine. I'm sorry. Obviously, the nine are intertwined with the nine. But the Ahamkara. I don't know that they are. (laughs) Yeah. I think we can agree on that one. But the Ahamkara are pretty strongly intertwined with the nine. Um, way back when in the birth of the lore band, I was uh, I was looking numbers, and I was really doing it for Ishtar Collective stuff. Um, 
read the uh, 227 copies that got sent into the VEX network. Um, and I was like, that's way spe- too specific a number. There's got to be a reason it's that number. Like, I was doing square roots and pi and all kinds of crap. And uh, somehow it just it just all revolved around back around like anything we do a lot of speculative math. It comes back around to the number nine. And uh, I landed on Chinese mythology. And Chinese mythology, the number nine is special. It's it's uh, the single highest number you can achieve, which just like in any base 10 number system, that's the true thing. Um, and also, it's frequently connected with Chinese dragons. The number nine is. Yes. Um, it usually has... 117 scales. Um, 81 Big shout out for that number right there. 117. Yeah. Um, 81. Yeah, that's what also just that little Easter egg right there. 117 scales. And just the fact that Bungie's magic number has always been seven leads me to believe there's something behind this whole number nine thing. Like there's they don't just switch from seven to nine for no reason. Um that's but because it's got you're a, Bungie Vengeance now. <laughs> 117 scales, um, 81 yang, 36 yin, um, and uh, each one of those, each one of those is a multiple of nine. 117 is nine times 13. 81 is nine times nine. Uh, 36 is nine times four. Um, and there are nine forms of the dragon as well. There are nine sons of the dragon king. Um, everything is nine with dragons in China. And uh, we love, we know how Bungie loves to pull from real world mythology and uh, with the Greek um, mythology and some of the Egyptian stuff with Osiris and Kepri and all that. And I just feel like this is an Easter egg. I, I feel like this is too much to be, in, to be a... Uh, you know, to be a coincidence. And then you go back to Ghost Fragments 2, or is it Ghost Fragments? It's a uh, – which one is the, the contradiction card? It's uh, – Ghost Fragments America. Yeah, Ghost Fragments America. <laughs> you go back to that one. And, uh, you mean and Legends 2? There's, there's a couple of statements in there that really scream Ahamkara to me. And I know I went through all this when we did Ahamkara. And I know you're all listening to it again, but um, he has an hour, so he's not going to stop. I, this is, I think, if I don't stop talking, they won't stop me. They are that polite. Um, the nine this are like, eight. This is like a filibuster. On it is. Nerdism. Like, I'm like Mr. Stroop goes to Washington. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the nine are ancient Leviathan intelligences. Wow. Um, the other one that gets me is the nine are a, a viral language of pure meaning. You can tell how many times I've gone over this because I haven't even got that card up yet. I'm still looking for it. Um, <laughs> it's but, Legends 2, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not even, I'm All right, not even you wanted the Leviathan quote? Which, which two yeah. quotes do you want? Yeah, do it. All right. The nine are ancient Leviathan intelligence from the seas of Europa or the hydrocarbon pits of Titan. And what's your other one? No, and then the nine are a, are a viral language of pure meaning. Yeah, you got that one spot on. Good job. And then also, also the nine are an are a 
the one about the, the shadows packs, by the oh. that one too okay Almost the all of them. survivors of the Sistovian colonies who made a compact with the names with an alien force to ensure their own survival that or one. a worm pact I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Um, no, and that and that connection's been made too. Also, also, just this point, I haven't had a chance to do this yet because Blue sighs and he grabs his face every time I mention this. But I'm really, I'm really interested here. Blue Willie, what do you think about all this craziness with the number nine? Uh, what, Willie, you want to go first? What exactly do you mean by that? At that question. What? Um, no, 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 Mister Mister Payan. What do you believe? <laughs> All right. What do I believe? I believe that I get this. The nine. They're obviously connected with Osiris. I mean, we had that quote from Brother Vance uh, that Osiris had stood on the, the sands of Europa. I believe it was. Was it America? I can't look at your face, Justin. <laughs> That's actually what my wife told me the other night. But it's <laughs> move on. <laughs> oh, did you kill me? <laughs> All right. So we know Osiris is met with the nine. We also know the last place that we had seen. Uh, the last place we had seen Saint Fourteen is when he went to go chase after Osiris on Mercury, which we know. Yeah, blue steel again. Yeah, god damn, darn it. Um, <laughs> stop, Justin. This is why we don't do this on Saturdays, Blue. Because things get too out of we're control. Already, we're already thrown off by the the schedule change. And also and the fact that we got through what we know in one hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, know, that like, that never happens. I Just think for that's the record, that, that will... I should not read the damn notes anymore. I'm just going to throw that out there. Or maybe there. you should. Oh, my God. But, it w okay, so here it is. Saint 14 has never confirmed dead. Yeah, we have the exotic helmet from him. We also have the exotic hand cannon that uh, Cade uses called Ace of Spades. And we can all see that Cade's not dead. So, going full spin foil, full spin metal jacket here. Saint is with Osiris. Osiris is working with the Nine if he's not one of the Nine. And also, of course, Pan would be an ambassador similar to what Xur is. <laughs> so, perhaps in Destiny 2, oh. instead of going to Xur, we're going to go to Pan. He's going to sing us to sleep while he steals all our money? <laughs> yeah, dude. No, he's not going to steal all our money. He's going to replace it with blues and and greens and, and commons. Because, you know, he's not like that. Talk about paying, dude. He's a badass. No. He wouldn't do that to us. You always want to go out for drinks with him. Because he's paying. He's paying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but for me, the nine, the thing that I really do believe... Like, because I, I didn't even think about it until after you see all the Zerg quotes. I believe that they have a similar genetic structure as Zerg does. To where they have certain cells that make them them. But at the same time, they might only host bodies or even a body to uh, 
have a physical form, or at least that's within our part of the solar system. Um, I really feel that they, it, our likes are just higher up. You know what I'm saying? Like you have Guardians, and then you have the Speaker who's not a Titan. Or, I mean, if he's anything, he's a Warlock at best. Let's be honest here. That guy, dude, so scrawny and squishy. Like, any Titan would crush him instantly. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Well, and there's a the theory, well, going off that, there's that theory <clears throat> for him being what's-his-face from Eris he is, that I'm... He's not Rizzo. Oh, 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 that's not a terrible theory. Honestly. Yeah, I know. Dude. We've, we've tossed that one around a while. Dude, how did I miss that? <laughs> no. I don't know. You're the one that came up with it. No, honestly. Remember? <laughs> no, you're kidding me. You and Glitch, yeah. I think, came up before with it. Before we move off. That was one of those better nights. Yeah, before we move <laughs> off. Blue. Hardy, that's his name. Thank you, Pins. Blue. Yeah, Jacob Hardy. He's the What's pilot. Up? Ahamkara equals nine. Scale of one to ten. Uh, no. So you're telling me I've got a chance? I don't. I don't think. Okay. So here's the thing: is <laughs> I don't think. So I think that when you're here's uh, in the same capacity that I view Osiris as playing a giant game of chess, I think the nine are playing an even bigger game. <clears throat> I, I think that. Your your comment. I think they're on the same freaking board, comp. dude, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, well, I guess on Osiris's level, the nine on Osiris. I think so. Like Osiris, Mara, Sov, and the nine might be on the same level, but they're playing a game that's significantly larger than any of us are playing right now. Like I, I think that they're playing with a bigger picture than we have access to currently. In the same capacity that I think that the Traveler and the Formless One are playing a game that is, you know, ten times that size on top of that. So I don't I don't think now how the Amakara Ahamkara work into there, I I don't know. I don't I don't think the nine are Ahamkara. Yes. I I've got I blue don't. saying Ahamkara. Ahamkara. But I don't Chat chat's making fun of me for this. But no. I don't um I don't I don't see them as being the same. Are they relate I mean it's like it's like the question about Ahamkara and worms. You know, I think that that argument is closer than no. the nine. Because well you also have a nod to the nine being Leviathans. It is a very, 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 yeah, very, very not, thin nod, but they're not Leviathans from the fundament. No, they're, they're they're the for either from the hydrocarbon pits of Europa, or the, oh no, of Titan, which is right. a moon of Jupiter, or of the seas of Europa. Which, well, and here's you know, here's another. You want to you want to you want to. You know, speaking about moons. Oh, you, you wanna, do it, Blue. You, you do you it. Wanna tell, you want a fun spin foil theory. So what other what species do we know that uses moons a lot? Oh, of course. 
there's the, the hive. hive, the krill. And you I know mean, what? Are, what? Are, what is? What's the hive got it packed with? A worm. Worms. So, so I mean, what? You know, let's let's go down this spin for Hello? a path. What if? What if the nine are a subset of worm? Hello. <laughs> Hello. I mean, you just told me I was an idiot. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I'm saying you know that's that's the thing is like there, there is that's and that's the that's the fascinating thing and the frustrating as hell thing about Destiny is like we have all this information and we have no information. Well, that's I, I, I mean, love it. Oh, I, I love well, it. Let me but, get I mean, that's into the, it. Like, I mean, I, you guys have forced me. Let me go back to Legends too hard real quick. Don't worry, it won't take me as long as it took Justin. Um, I didn't even get there. Unless I took Brother Vance there, in which case <laughs> then it might take me a little longer than I thought. Um, all right, Legends the 2. Blind leave I, blind. I had my own theory on this. The Nine are deep orbit warm mines who weathered the collapse and hardened stealth platforms. Okay, if we're going to go deep orbit war mines, one that we don't know whether it survived or not yet, but I'm thinking that they're bringing it in now, is Charlemagne. Charlemagne has his own vault, he has his own lore, he has his own history within the world, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the Nine are survivors of the Cis-Jovian colonies who made a compact with an alien force to ensure their own survival. That screams hive to me. I'm sorry. If right. anything, um, I would have to say it would be one of the hive that obviously did not take a worm. Like a certain somebody who's not confirmed dead. <laughs> what? No. So, she wouldn't come back. Uh, no, dude, I'm telling you, dude, she she is definitely going to make a comeback. And by she, I am trying to remember her name and I cannot Tao. do it. Tao. Yeah, Tao. Um, Tao, however you want to pronounce it. I however you want to pronounce it, T-O-A-X. Tax. Tao. Tax. Tax confirmed. Because um, you know the only thing you can't avoid, death and taxes. Death. The nine are taxes. ancient leviathan intelligences <laughs> from the seas of Europe or the hydrocarbon, uh, hydrocarbon pits of Titan. It's not exactly a leviathan. They don't. They say it's ancient leviathan intelligences. So that could be a number of things. Maybe the leviathan in a last ditch effort sent offspring or seeds of knowledge out with them we don't exactly know well um, i mean that's also assuming that there was only one leviathan which seems kind of this silly. one a lot of people are gonna probably agree or disagree with me on the nine arrived in mysterious transmission from the direction of the corona borealis supercluster um let's see who went ahead and sent themselves into uh Forks, 227 of them to be exact, mm -hmm. to go ahead and, you know, go into the VEX network, which obviously extends farther than we could even comprehend because the VEX still have information from the Usamine, who we thought were annihilated entirely to where they would be nowhere to be found other than the Book of Sorrows and the Minotao. Oh. That's right. We have the Ishtar scientists. So I'm I'm praying for Doctor Shin. 
most likely. Oh, Shim. I, he I, would be a fun NPC. Oh, dude. A fun guest on the podcast. He's such a jerk, dude. I would love to see. <laughs> He's so much fun. I would love to see Shim as an NPC. But if it's he not makes, him. He makes Cade look polite. Oh, absolutely. Beyond a doubt, dude. But, you know, if it's not Shim, then I've got to go to Maya Sunderish. Or it could even be uh, who was Maya's lover again. Um, uh, Gioma. Gioma, yeah. Yeah, Gioma. Which we assume both of them to be female. We don't know they for were. sure. Yeah, they, I think they were. That's Do we know they were. Yeah, yeah that I think that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, of course, nothing wrong with that. But the the point is, I think it would have to be one of those two, if it's not Shim, because the rest the rest of those Ishtar scientists didn't have a whole lot of personality. As we know, Shim had a hell of a personality, <laughs> and uh, he made up he made up for it. Xiaomi, not too much of one, which is why I think she could be the traveler too, or not the traveler, but the uh, the stranger, the stranger. But I really think it's Maya Sunderish. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> the nine are first born awoken and their minds now race down the field lines of the Ju- Ju- Jupiter low flux tube. Um, we found that to be a, uh, I'm going to say a, a gift mask? of sorts. No, no uh, it's, it looks like a gift mask. No, actually. it's actually, it actually yeah. That's uh, great. And there's actually one of those between Earth and the moon. Io is actually a moon of Jupiter. And uh, the flux tube between Jupiter and Io is actually gravity well um, between the two. And we actually have one of those between us and our moon. So this flux tube they talk about is actually um, it is actually the, the concentration of the gravity between, between the two. Yeah, and I think it's between any planet and exactly moon. any planet and any moon don't will have a flux tube i'll have to defer that to craig we'll we'll have to get <laughs> bell to ask craig for us on no honestly uh if but... you looked at the earth and our moon it would be the earth or the terran luna flux tube would be that um, i look at that as there's only one awoken that remembers her birth and that is the best female NPC in any game ever, Marisol. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. I'm if, if I'm Mara offended thing, for Amanda Holiday. I'm offended. Oh, oh uh, Amanda's okay. Amanda's yeah. okay. No, y'all I'll can give her a chance. It. But Mara, dude, we're talking about Marisol. I mean, this is Mara, mother freaking solve. Yeah, I believe you uh, thought I was going to drop an F-bomb there, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Best female NPC ever. Marisol. Well, sure. Yeah, if you, you can't argue. If you just now, Mara, at... The yeah. thing about Mara is, like, you know, even her witches question her. Even her brood questions her. But she knows what she's doing. You think this character is really dead? You're insane. No, she's somewhere. Whether she's in the the ascendant world with um, Tolan right now, maybe burned into the weft of what is. No, I I think that's her right there. I think her mind now races down the field of the lines of the Jupiter low flux tube. And I know what you're thinking, Willie. 
this card came out way before the Taken King did. Well, my answer, the stranger, the reasons. No, a lot of uh, time jumping. No, no, you can you can point to time travel and and prove anything. Like uh, exactly, and that's why I love to bring it up because Blue hates it. Blue does. He really does. Like I, that's why he's quiet right now is because he's just getting the the most ear splitting headache. I already had it. one of those. <laughs> but then you have the the last four. The nine are ghosts who pierced the deep black without a ship and made it had a, meditated on the hissing silence of the heliopause. Then we have that card where I know a lot of people think it's the the dead orbit future if it plays out. Mm-hmm. But what if, once again, space magic, time travel, that ghost from that specific future made its way to our time to better learn us how to not have that happen? The nine are aspects of the darkness, broken by the traveler's rebuke, working to destroy us from within. Ahamkara. There you go, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. I know that um, Bife really blew my mind when he was on here. He said, well, what if the Ahamkara aren't worms touched by light, but what if they're the original worms touched by the darkness? My mind exploded. Like, (laughs) I was like, dude, that that totally could happen. Like, that, that could be it. I could be looking at this from reverse. But from my personal theory, once again, we know how the worms are. Straight up worshippers of the darkness, the deep. They, But then you have the Ahamkara, who they haven't been known to grant any wishes for anybody that's serving the darkness. They helped us out. They helped out the bishops from the Harmony, but they have not helped out any um, any servants of the darkness that we have witnessed so far. The Nine is a viral language of pure meaning. Paying. That's paying right there. Oh my god. That's what that is. <laughs> he is a viral language of pure meaning. Let's see. What is something that a majority of races recognize? Song. And I know this denounces all credibility to everything I've just said. (laughs) No, no, keep going. I like where this is going. (laughs) Yes, continue. But I I have no idea what the hell that means, if I'm being honest. So I'm going to fill it in with paying. Well... Going off that concept that song is universally recognized, that that is actually a large it's a it's a common theme in a lot of science fiction that it is. And that's that why I did song that. is song is the universal communication between, you know, species and between races and between civilizations of different um, technological advancement too. And then, of course, we have the last one. The nine are shadows left by the annihilation of a transcendent shape 
burnt into the weft of what it is. All right. Are you guys ready for this one? Let's, let's hear it. Chalchus is alive, confirmed. Wow, that's a leap. But let's wait, let's yeah, hear the wait, rest wait, of it. Wait, yeah, let's, let's hear the Back rest. that up a little bit. Where, where? Beep, beep, beep. Let's, All let's... right, once again. The shadows left by annihilation of a transcendent shape burnt into a weft of what it is. Let that sink in. I mean, we have Chalch, the, the broken crown, which mm-hmm. I think that, that heavily hints toward that's part of Chelchus says something along the lines of the elixir, or might say the fallen, still sing songs at Chelchus, the Kel- the Kellstone. Um, we also have Where's the Great Machine, Where's the Great Machine from the Duma Chelchus. At the same time, you have the fusion rifle from the raid, which I'm going to try to look up if somebody can get there before me. That would be great. Meet his revenge. No, not the not the meters. Okay, so, so it has to be the uh, yeah, the one with the is. awoken fusion rifle. No, that's not the awoken though, because Mita is the consort of stars. No, I'm right. just saying that's the fusion rifle. If you're looking for the okay, awoken yeah, one, the there's I don't know which one would be the awoken one. I want to say it's the. I wanted to say... Oh, I'm sorry. It's the sniper rifle. It's the the Defiance of Yasmin. Yasmin was a paladin. The paladin, yeah. Man, you're really... You're you're making me stretch here, Willie. (laughs) 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 This is the beauty of going live. It's the beauty of going live and outrunning your notes. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we're just going to keep going into different stuff, brother. Do you want the flavor text of that one? Yes. Yeah, go yes. ahead, Justin. You look it, it is. up. You want me to do it? Do it. Shields up, protect the queen, brace for impact, save the queen. <laughs> it's Defiance of Yasmin. And then you have the uh, Telesto card, which says vestiges of the queen's harbingers yet linger among Saturn's moons. Public key, 023629 DWS Regal, from... Paladin Kamala Rior, Paladin Command TF 5.3, to Acting Regent Petrovenge, Subject SNR Report, Saturn 8. Expanded search of Saturn's nearby moons produced only one notable discovery, a cloud of harbinger matter collected around Saturn's 13th moon, designation Telesto. A sample is enclosed for examination. Still no signs of primary objectives. Can you continue survey of the remaining 100 kilometer point three of space is underway? But as an armada paladin of the Awoken, it is my duty to officially recommend declaration of the death of the following. Paladin Yasmin Eld. Paladin Leona Briel. Paladin Abrazir. Paladin Babel Nog. Tekken Shiro. Tekun Sita, Tekun Kali, and the Awoken Queen Marisol. Notice as the acting regent commander, it is not your duty to actually declare these deaths at this time. Message ends. So, that that I found rather interesting. Paladin Yasmin Eld was actually there with Mara 
when all this crap went down with the dreadnought. Is that not interesting or what? Like, come on, guys, that that's something well, that just happened. Like just right, just but that would year. that would explain the flavor text from her the sniper. Right, it, it would, but at the same time, we, I, I I guess I shouldn't say we. I believe that the queen made it. I believe that that whole group made it. If not no, the whole believe, group, not the whole group. They had minimal casualties. Exactly. Minimal if, casualties. If minimal <laughs> casualties. <laughs> Sob. <laughs> you make it so hard to behave yourself. Don't laugh at me, Blue. This is why we don't do this on Saturdays, okay? This is why we don't do this on Saturdays. This is also why we don't have Willie read notes. Oh, my God, Willie. Oh, he's OP tonight. Bungie, please nerf. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's my thing is it could very possibly be that, long story short, TLDR, the nine could indeed be nine different entities. Whether they are or aren't, maybe they're pieces of all the same. We don't know. But I've, I will let. I don't think Blue did his own spin pool yet. Yeah, do it, do it, Blue. Or you, if you don't have one, I've got one. I did it. <laughs> well, Justin, I did it like in the middle away, of the Brent. show, so I no, didn't have to. Yeah, wait no, until I've got another one because. Okay. Oh, good lord. If one, okay, go for if it. If one really far-fetched theory isn't enough, just make two, <laughs> and either either you'll be. You know, wrong twice, or you'll be right once. But uh, um, I've got this feeling that just that whole uh, Ghost Fragments, Legends of the Nine, the, the 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 contradiction card. I feel like Bungie's trolling us with that. I think they want us to argue and be like, I don't. One of these is right, and one of them, and the rest of them are wrong. Like I really, but I mean, so just to interject on that one, I, I that's what makes me really think the way I read it as like snippets from different people mm. in the universe. That's why I think that's what it is. But because if you've ever, I mean, I can I can pull up examples of DM guides where like they they have that exact type of like contradictory information. Or like a choose your own like, adventure book. It's kind of, well, yeah, you know, for the dumb people, yeah, sure, that's what D&D oh, is, but, really? <clears throat> what? no, wow. but I mean, like, that's, that's what, that's what, like, a that gather information happened. check, that, that, well, okay, but that's what a gather information check would give you in D&D, and, like, in a general, like, public area, is, it would, it would look, the, the card that you give a DM would look something like that card. It would be like, hey, pick one of these, and one of these rumors is what this person hears. All and right, it, so. it could lead to something, or it could lead to yeah. you know nothing. Well, yeah, and that's right. why I read that so, card that way. Let me ask you guys this then: Given what we know about Zer, the way that he has cells that can remember if he they don't remember, because his body is a different one, the nine will remember it for him. What do you feel the chances are that they they are a being so more like it, like Zer? You know, like they have a body, but, you know, it sells from all these different experiences. I think that they are transcendence. I don't think they have a body. Yeah. I'm with I think they I think they exist on a realm above the physical realm. 
but it could be. What I was I mean, trying to get at. Oh, sorry. No, no. no what I was trying Justin. to. What I was trying to get at was that uh, there may actually be a timeline where each of these things is a hundred percent literally true. Time travel might be a factor. Oh there. yeah, I remember. I no, you and Laura were talking about that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um. I mean, he says yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. I mean, this, I this was just like said, this was this just a giant. This was a giant pain in my head. I hate. This is the reason I hate time travel and multiverse theories, <clears throat> because the instant that you start, the instant you start talking about multiverses, it's like, yeah, everything is actually technically possible because the entire concept of a multiverse is basically everything is possible. And that that really screws with blue. I don't like well, it because I, mean, I try to wrap my I try to wrap my head around all of it. And look be at like, the yeah, stranger cards, no. blue. I mean, it's definitely there. I don't want to. Yeah, like she's definitely said oops i'm not supposed <laughs> you know. to be here yet yeah you know no. okay this is where i'm supposed to be i see this, is this. Why i hate time travel yeah exactly i mean i love it but i hate it at the same time yeah because it brings up so many possibilities but that makes narrowing things down so much harder. impossible exactly i feel your pain there blue like i'm right there with you like every time i read especially the newest stranger card where she actually documents where she's at, at what time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, God, dude, it's such a migraine. But <laughs> you, you well, try to bring and, it you know, just to Just to throw a curveball on that one, that's assuming that there's only one stranger. Why you got to do that? See? 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 I'm not the only one that can cause headaches. Why do you got to do that, man? <laughs> oh. And but, then, I mean, that's that's the thing is, like, when you, when you start doing have to time either. travel... Yeah, no, but I mean, but when you start doing time travel, depending on when that into when that entity gained the ability to time travel, that at any given point they could jump through a time loop, right? So you can have multiple instances of the same person. However, on top of that, Forks. you also have yeah. That's what I was just about to say. On top of that, you also have the two hundred and twenty what two hundred twenty seven forks running around doing stuff as well, technically. And that's so, of I want to say four different Ishtar scientists. Yeah, of four. Yeah, so you have two hundred twenty-seven times four. Times four, because you know that's a fun number to keep uh, in the back of your head. Oh yeah. And, you, I, and well, we wonder why these 1, Ishtar people went insane. Two thousand and eight. No, it's like times four. I I used to know two, this by heart. Two twenty-seven times four. Um, eight hundred and eighty ninety. 908. 908, yep. So, what, yeah, was I mean... Willie using an abacus? <laughs> <laughs> I do use an abacus. You got a problem with you it? Could, you could hear We're, the... Was he, like, was he moving mahjong <laughs> tiles? Like, how was that... <laughs> Hey, at least I was trying. What were you doing with your life, Justin? What were you doing? Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Yeah, no. Is this where you want this to be not, when Jesus This is not where I want to be when Payne comes back. I'm just saying. That's right. Oh, That's right. Do you want Payne to see you like this, Justin? How do you think he would feel about you acting like this right now? Oh, my goodness. So, I thought this would be a great time for us to take some questions from the chat. Oh, if they have it. Do um, we have some? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, 
You guys go ahead. I'm just going to try to get... Well, you said oh, questions from God. chat like we had questions. Do we yeah, have questions? Pan, Pan asks, am I here? Do I exist? <laughs> yes, Pan. You're here and you do exist. But you're and somewhere else and you still exist. And if so... Figure that out. There's a lot of dialogue from Zer, actually. Man, uh, Manbag wants to hear some dialogue from Zer. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm on it. Oh, good lord. Oh, There's man. There's, like, pages of this. Um, you want me to just start reading yeah, it? Yeah, no, first of all, I want to I want to let everyone know where they can find this stuff. So, we always, like, talk up Ishtar Collective, and they're the best. Like, as far as bulk grimoire, the way that Bungie puts it out... They consolidate it, and they put all your items with all the relevant subject matter, and it's awesome. But if you want NPC quotes, like... Or quest quotes. Or quest quotes, or anything like that, the place to go is the place I originally used when we started the when we started the podcast, which is Destinypedia. And if you look up a particular subject, like in this case, I'm going to look up Zer in Destinypedia... You will get a couple different uh, categories, which will be um, year one inventory, year two inventory, and then you'll get quotes. And you'll get everything that this weirdo has ever said in the tower. Or in the and there's a lot. And there's a whole lot. <laughs> so, Blue, and with Blue. that small qualifier, I'm going to yep. let you move on. Oh, God. All right. First one is so lonely here. Second one is, I am only an agent. The nine rule beyond the Jovians. Third one is, I cannot explain what the nine are. They are very large. I cannot explain. The fault is mine, not yours. Oh my god, Blue. Can I read one? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you reading the fourth one? There are no birds where I came from. Oh. <laughs> no. The things that fly. <laughs> Are like shadows, <laughs> or dragons? Are are they like dragons? Oh my god! Oh, like that's crows. awesome. That's, no, are there crows? They might be crows. I don't know. They're like shadows. I don't know. Like it depends if he's from Jupiter. I don't know. Continue as you were. Okay. <laughs> the, fourth, the fourth is, I think it is very possible that I am here to help you. And the fifth is, each mote of dust tells a story of ancient Earth. And then the, f what is this, the six? I have lost count. <clears throat> I think the cells of this body are dying. The next one is, I do not entirely control my movements. After that is, some of the cells in this body began on this world. How strange to return. Which is and one of my Justin, favorites. Yeah, there's that's one of Willie's favorites. Justin's And then favorite. Justin's is right afterwards. <laughs> and then the next one is, I understood my mission when the nine put it in me. But now I cannot articulate it. That's what she said. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, and you know, what stands <laughs> out for me on that one is the entire Harbinger conversation. Yeah, put it in a dying thing and, uh. Or, yeah, put it in yeah. a dead thing. Yeah. Was it, yeah, and so that, that just makes. Take the children and plant them into a dead thing. Right. And so they may have children of their own. The next Zer quote is, this is but one end. The next one is, these inner worlds are very strange. <clears throat> After that is, my movements are to a significant degree dependent on planetary alignments. Which is Which very is interesting. interesting. Yeah, that's a very interesting like one, too. zigzagging much? 
Zigzaggy. Zigzaggies. Says Gigi. Um, Red banana. Zur is the zigzaggy confirmed. Um, <laughs> the next quote is, I feel a great many consciousnesses impinging on mine, and all of them so small and lonely. Which makes me really think Zur is a part of a collective. Yeah, and especially the you one know, after like that. You know, like a hive is... mind. Right. You know. And then bodies, yeah, and then the next quote is, bodies come and go, but the cells remember. Yeah. And if they forget, the nine remember it for us. And that's what I was saying, dude. Like, what if that is what the nine is? A little bit of the Leviathan, a little bit of Mara. Little bit of uh, oh, you're saying like a literal like they've collected memories via cells of different things exactly of these of these specific. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Is that's what the nine is? The imperial leader, um, boss, chieftain, whatever have you. But yeah, that Justin, that face. <laughs> Damn it, Justin! It's not easy. Easy. No, no. There's a can't. bunch of there's a bunch of really interesting ones here. Um, All right. So the next one is my function here is to trade. I know this. Next one is I have told you what I can. Next one is if I am here, it is the nine who sent me. I may be here, which is a funny one. <laughs> may we speak? So much light here. I suppose I feel pain. Which is interesting. Yep. And then, please. <laughs> and then, I love that one. I love, they document, like, everything that he says. So some of these are kind of not really useful. <clears throat> then the next one is, beyond even the outer worlds, the true deep begins. And that's uh, a nod to, what What was that called? The shell? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. what that one was, what that term was? I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, are you talking about the heliopause? Yeah, that one. The heliopause. Which is I know, the, the wind. next one is great. Is the windbreak <laughs> of the solar wind. Yeah. Right, right. And then the next one is my movements are not predictable, even to me. That must be fun for him because Absolutely. I feel like that's that me. Would... <laughs> like that's that's why that door doesn't open in the reef. Because he's like Oh crap, I'm here. Oh I'm sorry guys. The door's inaccessible. Like, what do you want me to do? Oh no, no, it's not my fault. Now I'm on Earth. Okay, here, buy stuff. Honestly, <laughs> there's one that really intrigues me, and uh, it is your traveler has a dark mirror. Mirror. Yeah. My uh, the other one is the Awoken did not have a choice. We did. Yeah. So that almost kind of contradicts the whole the nine are the Awoken quote well but i mean okay but that's the point like if you go through that legends 2 card you can find contradictions to itself like in in these quotes so like he says the the nine rule oh where was it the nine rule beyond the jovians and the legends 2 calls them cis jovians yeah this side those are opposite that's opposite sides of the planet like it's well there's a lot of really interesting part for the forzer we came up from the dust and burrowed into flesh for warmth and became something new. Think about that when you think about that one card where the children have to bury themselves right. into dead things and dead things. have children of their own. Yeah, well, and dude. also, but it was the nine who gave us purpose and it was the nine who keep us whole. That's true as well. 
So it's like the nine are there. <clears throat> Once again, that that goes back to my and, chieftain theory. Right, and here's here's the point against here's the point against them being worms. Well, not against them being worms, but being against the darkness is the quote for organic life to exist, it requires constant adaptation. If you really look at the worm pact that the krill made, the fact is is that it defies adaptation because they are frozen into their state, into what they are. Right? They can they can technically adapt, they can evolve, but they don't have to. They can, as long as they stay true to their current nature, right? They can they can continue to exist in immortality. And so Zer's quote right right there seems to contradict the entire worm pact. It that does to me. Dude, yeah, well, Blue, you're on to something there, dude. The the worm. Well, pact... but that was the whole that was the whole conversation we had about them being abominations, <clears throat> because naturally, Im- immortality is in and of itself an, an an abomination to the natural world. Yeah, it's it's a artificial parasitic in, endosymbiosis. Right. Well, but even more so, the immortality aspect of it is them being frozen into what they are currently. They don't have to evolve. They just are going to always... It's it's the same thing as a vampiric... A vampire, right? A vampire doesn't age, doesn't change, doesn't have to do anything. It just sucks the life out of other creatures. And that's why a lot of supernatural cults view vampirism as an aber, as a abnormal or a abomination, I guess is the word I'm looking for is because it defies that natural need to adapt and evolve in order to survive. And so that's that's that quote from Zer actually points out what I was thinking when I read the Worm Pact, is the Traveler seems to, you know, this kind of goes into the light against the dark thing. The Traveler and the light, when they talk about, you know, that, um, not really the timid truth, but the uh, the whole Leviathan speech about, you know, hey don't continue, you're going to find death and ruin and blah, blah, blah. And their their entire temper tantrum about, well, this is better than what we are existing above. And he's, his entire thing is like, well, not, no, but it's the, the natural, the natural world is what you're leaving. You're, you're going into a place that isn't natural. And you're going to become an aber, a, abomination. <laughs> I just look at Justin's shout outs. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> There's the other aspect of Willie reading notes. Yes. <laughs> no, oh I was actually looking at um, another quote from Zerd that says The pool of the outer worlds is so faint here. The sun is so heavy. Which makes it seem like it hurts him to be near the sun, right? Right. Well, and that's the earlier quote about so much light here, I suppose I feel pain. Yeah, exactly. But then he he contradicts himself. He, he says, says, "I came for the light, perhaps, to understand the light." <clears throat> well, and here's here's the way I read it. Actually, is I I read that I came for the light as the capital light, you know, the, the actual the light that gives us power. Right. Whereas I read the so much light here as lowercase light, like just sunlight. I don't I don't read that as the same. Because you know everything has a dual meaning in Destiny, like light and then light. I don't know how to emphasize the difference there, but there's a lowercase light and then there's a uppercase light. 
I read the so much light here, I feel pain as he's him just talking about the natural sunlight and then him coming yeah, for light to understand light as the light given by the traveler. It, the light is capitalized for the so much light here. I yeah, I disagree with that one. And Destinypedia does have it as for light, you know, like light, light. Right, and and I will point, I will just make the point, I disagree with that particular view and i mean they they even have it different on different sites there's a couple different sites that have it listed differently as well so well then we have you know i do like their definition of light the light otherwise simply referred to as magic is a type of force is a it's type paracausal. of force force that stems from the traveler all living things possess some of light as a spark of life is light in itself. Will and Ten hypothize that all light is connected, later confirmed when Guardians discovered the hive siphoning light from the Traveler through a piece of itself. The light is antipathic with the hive, though they are known to feed on it and offer it as a s sacrifice to their gods. Guardians are the few, the rare few, able to le wield the light as a weapon. Additionally, born to the Traveler itself, the light was used to construct ghosts. Orbs of light may be also found, which give power to a Guardian Super, their ultimate use of light. Light, as used by Guardians, comes in three different varieties. These are the Elemental Damage Modifiers, and are used in both a Guardian's chosen subclass and in some certain weapons. Which, you know, we had more weapons in Year 1, but I won't go there. No more primaries. Um, no, there was Zalo, which Z granted it's, it's an exotic, but that's like the only Who's primary way. Dude, I love the Zalo, so shut your mouth. Zalo um, gun. <laughs> Zalo Supercell does rock, uh, especially when you have an Art Nightfall to take down. But you, you look at all that, and that just brings back everything we've discussed with Toland, Osiris. And we've been discussing it with Titans, I believe, as well, recently as well, um, mm -hmm. in the chat. Like, the Guardians are the ones who you control how you wield the light. Like, the, the Striker Titans are obviously tend to lean toward the arc and go to pierce the wall for from the enemy so everybody else can get through. You have Defender Titans who will protect their allies with the light um, with that so awesome bubble because Defender Titan Masterclass and <laughs> Subclass while we're at it. And then, of course, we oh have the God. Hammer of Soul Titan. Next next week's going to be unbearable. I'm just going to go, oh. go on record as saying that. <laughs> oh, dude. I could get into Titans all day. I can't wait for that. Oh. But... <laughs> I you did guys want to made say such something. A mistake with it. No, we didn't. You you deserve your day in the sun, Willie. You deserve that. It's just <laughs> it's, it's just not today. Um, <laughs> so, I, I I did want to make a point um, about light and a guardian's use of it. And this is way off topic, but I think we're there. Uh, I, I feel like the light is constantly moving. Um, between a point of 
high potential to a point of low potential. So it moves from light to dark, and then it makes a giant circuit back. So honestly, I think each one of us, each guardian, is like a conductor of light. And just like an electrical conductor, each different material conducts electricity or current differently. A copper wire will conduct it differently from an aluminum wire or from a tungsten wire, from any other number of different elements. And I think this is where we get the diversity in our in our uses of the light. And I won't go any farther because this isn't focused fire light. I, but, I'm uh, sure we're go, we're going to go ahead. And we're going to go into it. Yeah, next week I'm sure we're <laughs> but, definitely going to go into it since we got such a a broad view to go into with Titans being right. the subject. Well, and we'll need we'll need to explain it just like we did on the Hunter episode as well. Exactly. Um, but I do want to point out the light. Is the force confirmed? I'm just gonna say. Oh that. yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I and well, and you know, to bring it back, bring it back into the nine conversation. We know that they are looking at it. We know that they are curious about it. You know, you have the strange coins. You have Zer, who basically admits that you know he's there to research it. Um, it just to me that they everything is focused around the light and how to make it how to use it well you know and that and that makes sense given that the light is the life force of the cosmos basically even even the worms are after the light well they're after to eat it so you know yeah so this is actually the point where willie usually shuts us down but since it's a weekend he's uh he's playing it aloof um, a wee bit, but yeah, I guess we can shut it out. Yeah, now. I mean, we can we can probably roll it in. But I mean, so that that was kind of the bringing it back in. Um, we can roll into the shoutouts. <clears throat> Willie, you got? I thought you wanted you got, to do. Your, I thought you were first, Blue. I can um, do first. We actually have two official supporters now: um, Stormcrow and Earfan Six. Thank you so much. Oh. Um, Y'all are awesome. So as Amazing. promised, there that is your, your shout out is this episode. And, we we and really appreciate it. Official supporters emblem coming. It's a thing. Um, Justin's being lazy. I'm, I'm not. We'll we'll get we'll get him we'll get him sent to you. I'm not gonna even go there with the laziness <laughs> talk. I think I've got like eight different things I'm supposed to be doing at the moment, but. <laughs> and then also my my second shout out obviously I most people will probably know I'm also helping start back up the DoD official podcast um we are doing that on Fridays awesome. at 9 p.m. central on the DoD podcast or the DoD Twitch channel which is twitch.tv/dadsofdestiny and we can get um, you guys on podcast as well right buddy yes and we are going to be doing a podbean I'm kicking them right now to get the pod bean page set up yeah but i think actually no i think we got it set up so it's uh dodpodcast.podbean.com for that so if you have any interest in that please swing by and give them some support and then i will hand that off to justin so a uh, big shout out dod chatter white crew our ranks have grown we got a lot of new members looking to do a lot of new stuff. It's been really good doing the old raids with the new members. It's awesome. Um, 
Did I say new raids with old members? I meant old raids with new members. But uh, no, uh, also, Legends of Destiny. Uh, my name is Bife. You're awesome. The the Fallen video was great. Um, I just it paints such a good picture for me. When I read the Grimoire now, that's what I see. Um, and then uh, all the YouTube subscribers and viewers who saw the Making of the War Mines video. Um, I have a specific call to you guys. Um, give me some – this is my first YouTube video, so give me some feedback. Let me know. Should I talk more? Should I talk less? Should it be faster? Should it be slower? Just let me know what's going on because I have no idea. Anything about that. New medium for me completely. Um, and then my, my what? Um, so <laughs> uh, uh, – then, of course, my last shout-out, because I ran a little long, apparently, um, is to Mr. Mr. Porter Thomas Sampson. One of our clan members, Shadow White clan member, just had his first baby boy. It's his first child. And, uh, congratulations. Stidelios. Yeah, definitely huge congratulations uh, to him. Yes, yeah, Stiddles, Stiddles, who's followed us and been a pretty big supporter of mine. So uh, I just wanted to say a few words. Uh, Porter... Thomas Sampson, you're going to see a lot of things that you won't understand. Guard your light. May your days be long. Your worries be few. <laughs> and drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> and may the best of your yesterdays be the worst of your tomorrows. And I wish you all the best that this world can bring. Absolutely adorable baby. Stid, you're a boss. Stud Delio did it again. And I'm going to hand it off to Willie. <laughs> All right, big shout out, of course, to Foxtrot, because uh, DoD Foxtrot X1 is my baby. Been in there for a long time, helped create it. Wouldn't imagine myself playing Destiny or pretty much any other game without it. Um, a few shout outs that Justin forgot that I won't add in there. But <laughs> you read your notes, buddy. That's right. <laughs> I missed I missed two of them. You sure did. I want to throw a shout out to everybody that actually joins us. Pens, um, I think Cook, Reverend Cook actually joins us each week. Um, we we have a lot of folks that get to actually enjoy Justin's little slideshow that he does each week for the chat, which is awesome. And uh, you know, thanks for joining us live course Justin and Blue because uh, I don't really feel like this would be the same without you guys. I mean, hell, one of us disappeared on Wednesday and we're like, we got to reschedule for Saturday because the internet broke just, because Blue was dude. Gone. I mean, <laughs> my mind was blown. Blue, I was like, what the hell? Blue's not here. What are we gonna do? Red team, go! Red team, go! There's a guy in the bushes. Get him! I felt like I was a sailor and the North Star disappeared. Blues what? He's not working. He's down. <laughs> Thank God that we didn't get that, <laughs> that stream going, dude, because, oh, my goodness. It was so bad. Um, and then, of course, shout out good old-fashioned Murka. Because Murka. Because yeah. reasons. No, because Murka. And... Heck yeah. That's why. <laughs> And as always, our final sign-off is, 
the lore band will continue to march on.